Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the October 24th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Monday evening edition of the show as we steam toward the World Series. We'll be kicking off on Friday with the Phillies taking on the Houston Astros down there in Minute Maid Park. Man, those Astros. And they just keep going back to the World Series all the time. It's maddening. All right, I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Um, that helps us. That helps you. You'll get the episodes as soon as they're available uh, right there on your device. Uh, it's good fun. Please do it. Also, if you, uh, if you enjoy the show, please make sure to share us with your friends and family. Also super helpful. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but we have a website www.umyasports.com and that is a kind of think of it like a news aggregation site where we go get the best headlines from uh, around the, the the web local sites uh, in the local markets where the teams are social media uh, we pull everything together into one place there's no ads there there's no cost to you just go check it out get your get your headlines uh, as you need them. And we're over on Twitter and we like to talk. So at um, yeah, Sports, you can find us over there. Hey, John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. There's some puzzling things going on. I haven't pulled up the old show sheet, but I kind of have a couple of topics or maybe it's one topic. Um, yeah, maybe it's two. Well, let's see what we see. Uh, okay. Number one. What is with the Houston Astros always go into the frickin' World Series? So, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but, uh, so we used to live in Seattle, right? Yep. And so we were Mariner fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when we, when we like, we, we were there a long time ago. And so we were there when they were awesome. This is Lou Pinella, Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, right? All the All that stuff going on. Um, and that all continued up, up and to and through about uh, 2000, 2001. It kind of culminated in a 116-win season. Um, I think this is all before Ichiro got there. It's like the year before he gets there. And, you know, so, you know, Seattle's kind of in it. Then the, the whole thing kind of blows up. Um, you know, Pinella leaves. Team kind of just doesn't perform. And they really, you know, are fall. They're falling off, and they baseball decides to reorganize. And one of the things they're going to do is they're going to bring the Houston Astros into the AL and into the AL West. And in Seattle, we were like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Because you know, we will never be as bad as the Ash because the Astros were just perennially terrible, just terrible, and they were in the National League, terrible. And then. They came into the AL West, and then they just started to dominate. And it didn't take long. It, like, just kind of happened pretty fast. And uh, and now here we are, and they're going to the World Series again. Yeah. At least Seattle made the playoffs for the first time since 2000 and whatever. 2001. 2001. So that's good. Yeah, but they got swept by the, the Astros. Okay. Um, and the Astros also just swept the Yankees. So Yeah. They swept the Mariners, and then it's they good sweep team. the uh, It's a good the team. Yankees. It's a good team. I don't know if they're cheating right now. Nah, you never I, know. I, I, you never know, but I, I doubt it. Okay. But okay. All right, so that's topic one. All right, topic two. 
The Seattle Seahawks. Yes. What is their record? I believe they're four and three. Four and three. At this point. Denver Broncos. What's their record? Not four and three, but they are sitting at, let's see here, two and five. Two and five. Now, if I would have given you the records of four and three and two and five and the team, Seattle team and the Broncos team, how would you have matched those up? Well, I think for me, I, I was kind of down on the Seattle Seahawks draft choices, um, and I didn't really know what, you know. Dude, we Gino were down on Seattle, like. period. I was just down on their draft choices. I don't think, I think, I didn't, no one expected what Geno Smith was going to look like. I mean, nobody, I didn't expect it. I don't think anybody and, saw him. Literally the highest QB performing rating, like, like in all the NFL is ridiculous. And the fact that he just now kind of came in and, and, and they just now figured out about him is quite incredible. But I think the Denver Broncos are, you know, not what they're, what they should be. Their defense is tremendous. I think that's their strong point, but their offensive line sucks. Their play calling sucks. And their head coach is trying to bring in other people to help them, help him understand the like head coaching position because he's never done it before, obviously. But because he's doing that so much, he just, I think he's just not cut out to be in the situation that he's been placed in, which is the situation that any, you know, any. You think they're going to do something this season? As far as playoff run? No. Broncos. Some, some, someone. Or you mean like a coaching change? change. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. This season, the guy gets, the guy gets what? Six games. I don't, I think. Because he's got, because they gave him so much. They're like, we gave you Russell Wilson. Like we could have given, you know, no, because there's a there's a post that came out today. I posted on Yes Sports. You can check it out. But it was basically just saying that the ownership of the Denver Broncos are embarrassed to, to call themselves owners of the Denver Broncos. Ouch. Uh, and you know they're not happy with any of this. And then the article made the point of you know they didn't hire um, jo- uh, McDan- not Josh McDaniels, but um, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He just he just kind of got inherited with the team. So there's a there's the the belief that he's probably going to be out the door because his he's basically handing off play calling to another guy. He's trying to bring in strategic uh, pieces to help them win football games. The problem is it's not helping because their offensive line, like I said, is not good. But then I also watched the Chargers game, and then I watched the Jets game. Their play calling is just confusing. They dial up three runs in a row, and then they proceed to call shallow – um, out routes, shallow slants to either side and hope that that spreads out the defense or we get some yardage. But if you're running it three straight times in a row and then you attempt to do short passes that are still behind the line of scrimmage, the defense isn't going to change form. They're still going to crowd the line of scrimmage. You have to then use those three runs to then back it up with a deep pass to then you know open up more runs if that's the way you choose to go. The other thing is why are we having a rotation of four different running backs and never using one more than one, uh, one or, or more than once or twice before we cycle in the next guy. You can't have that much of a rotation because a those guys have different running styles. B that kind of confuses the defense or the offensive line. And three, no one's ever going to get comfortable in that offense if they know that they're going to be cycled in every other play, which prohibits you just can't them, get into your groove. Right, prohibits them from you know getting to game form. They need time to get there. You need that solid number right. one, yeah. and then bring in some other guys. They need to chop that all down, get to basically down to nothing. And then you know, I think the struggles with this team are having pretty much 
I mean, I think Russell's has his share of faults in it because obviously I think he's learning, but I think this offense line is giving him zero time to do anything that is necessary for him to win football games. Um, the, the wide receivers are not playing very well at all. I mean, miscues, drop passes, it, fumbles, it doesn't matter. None of these guys are playing with any sort of gumption or what you expect from wide receivers. And then you just kind of look at it and you say to yourself, we know that Jerry Judy is now on the trading block. We know that the Broncos are interested in trading him. So then you're going to get rid of him. And then all you're really left with is guys that are failing to – some of these guys are using kicking returns. So they're struggling with cu- catching the football, holding on to football fumbles, costing games. Sutton is doing a decent job, but you expect him to be able to be what DK Metcalf is and because they're kind of built the same. But DK Metcalf is a thousand times better than Sutton is, and they're just kind of struggling. The only guys that are really playing well are the running backs, the defense, and the tight ends. That's it. Yeah. Everyone else is just plain struggling. So if you ask me, you know, would I say what I've given these records to these teams as far as Seattle and as far as Denver is concerned, that's a long way of saying I would expect the Denver Broncos to be four and three and the Seattle Seahawks to be two and five or worse. Uh, I, I think we mentioned when the season began that if if uh, if Seattle wins that loses that first game, you know, there's questions about how they're going to be the rest of the season. They end up winning that game and now they haven't looked back. So yeah. clearly that was the, exactly the thing that Pete Carroll needed to get his team to do to have momentum and uh, get things going and, you know, yeah. things are going the right direction. Yeah. The other thing I forgot to mention when you mentioned the playoffs or the World, S- World Series yeah. is it's right now a great time to be a Phillies fan because Eagles are undefeated yep. and the Philadelphia um, uh, Phillies are now in the World Series playing there the Houston go. Astros. So All right. Finally. Go, go Phillies fan. Go Philadelphia. Something to be happy about. Indeed. I think I seem to remember that the Philadelphia fans threw batteries. They're not always the most nicest fans. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they always want the win. And now, finally, yeah. they yeah. got what well, they they're needed. Getting it. They're getting it. They win the World Series, then that's a huge thing yeah. for them. Yeah. The Eagles are fun. It's a good oh, team. yeah. The Eagles are a good team right now. So, okay. So, you got Seattle sitting at four and three on top of their division. Um, the the, the t- I I certainly would have expected Tampa to be doing better than Seattle at this point in the season, right? Yeah, with what, what Tampa. And or, so uh, you know, but obviously we've got some problems down there, and you know I think offensive line is certainly wow. playing a role because he's not getting much time. <laughs> he's not very mobile. Oh yeah, that's not a strong suit. <laughs> uh, so we have a. We have kind of a situation going on down there in Tampa. Interestingly, though, they are still tied atop the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're still. So this, this you know, they're two and one in the division. Uh, so they're fine. And they just need to get themselves going here and figure out what's not working and what's broken because they just went to the one and five Panthers, Carolina Panthers, and lost, lost exactly. by and not by a little bit, but by a lot. I right? Think what they're struggling with is three points. They kicked a field goal. No, the the problem with what they're dealing with right now is the fact that Todd Bowles is now their head coach and not their defensive coordinator. Because the he's just not getting like enough time because the defense is just it not like playing. Right they are just not. So is that it? Is it because 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 Todd because Todd Bowles is no longer concentrating on the defense and he's got to think about the broader team? Yeah, I think so. He said basically like 
Is he, he does he know this? Yeah, we, he came with a comment. I think yesterday at a press conference, maybe it was today. He said, "There's not going to be coaches being fired. There's going to be a crackdown on all this. You got to We got to play way better." He's going to just start talking to the coaches, try to figure stuff out. Well, he had to start down. yelling at people. Not he's got to like, go fix the problem. Like he's got to go. He's got. He's, he's trying to like. His, who, who's his defensive coordinator? Did he retain defensive coordinator responsibilities? No, I don't think so. So he brought in a new DC? I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I, I think right now it's just – it's one of those situations that it's just – it's just one of those situations where, you, you know, when someone migrates to a different position, it's the same thing that Hack is dealing with. They struggle with being able to deal with everyone like as a head coach and not as a particular situation because, I mean, at this point – He's trying to he's trying to lead a team, and he he's trying to be able to do it in such a way where he's not, you know, he's trying to be the head coach, which is has all those issues with it, and you know, be able to coach that and also worry about every single facet of it and overlaying everything. And I think that that's the situation the Bucks find themselves in is that they gave Todd Bowles the position to go up the ranks and passed by Bruce Aarons and Bruce Aarons went to the front front office and now they're at the situation where they're rebuilding. I think they're what you don't equate it to last season when they made that really strong push. They played really well until the playoffs and they kind of fell off a little bit. Equate it to the first time Tom Brady got there. The the first season they got there and they struggled the entire first part of that season. Couldn't find their footing at all. Really did not look good and and everyone thought like this team looks like a bust. And, yeah, and it would be interesting stuff. to it'd be interesting to go back and look what was their record. They had a terrible first record. They but were, what was it seven in? Um. I, I don't you expect can, you to know that. I have no hand. clue, but I'll look it up while you're talking. I th- I think they were out of losing record, and then Tom Brady's like, "This is crap, guys. We have to pick this up and turn this back around." And then they and then they did so. But I I just remember watching like this Tampa team when he first came and being like, "Wow, they look terrible." And then eventually they just went on a huge push and he got went on to the playoffs. And I think the reason they're in that situation is because, like I said, coaches are moving places. They're moving into different spots. Uh, Todd Bowles is now the head coach. They've got their different coordinators. They've got their different pieces. They let go of pieces. They lost some defensive pieces. And now we're looking at what the case is when Bruce, if it, when um, when Todd Bowles can't just control the defense. He's got to control the whole team, and then they get into this situation. So I think it's one of those situations where they're starting from scratch and having to build it up from the ground floor up as opposed to building on what they already had, which would be if t- uh, Bruce Aarons was still there and they had Sue and they had Pierre Paul. They had the guys that they have lost. Uh, and they, if those guys were still on their team, they'd be in a different situation. They were five and they were five and two at the first seven games. Yep. Look back at like the first like four four games, because I think that's no. You'd have to look at the now first four games. They were one and last three. season or a couple. Sorry, three ago. and one. This is twenty. This is the first year Brady was there. Okay, so they kind of got it. I they had a funky like if you look at the first twelve games, they lost four, right? But they were still eight and four. They were, I remember the first season that Tom Brady came in there, they were struggling pretty badly and the same conversation kind of circulated. Well, but uh I not think not sure, man. Looking at the I'm looking at the I think it's just one of those situations where it's the data. Um let me look at the next season. It's just kinda it's it's a rough patch for him. I think one of the things I heard that was interesting is on NBC Jason Garrett basically just said that Tom Brady lacks trust in his offensive line. They killed it the next year. Uh yeah, they killed it the next year. Absolutely. They went on an absolute tear that year. Well that was just building off all the confidence. But the, this also has a brand new offensive line, brand new co- head coach, 
I think the changing. offensive line is a big uh, is a big problem. Losing a lot of defensive pieces, and you know when when they even had that playoff or that Super Bowl run, we said that the defense is their worst part of that team. Uh, the defense has always been their issue. The cornerbacks were injured. They can't stay healthy. They can't get on the field. They struggle. They're not playing well. Yada yada yada. And then the def- the offense has always been what's been good. But this season, like if you look back and you remember everything that's happened, the off season, you know. The uh, Todd Bowles, you know, comes head coach. Bruce Aaron steps down, uh, steps down. They lose a bunch of defensive pieces. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, both injured at the very beginning of the season. Can't stay healthy. Uh, Mike Evans gets suspended a game against Green Bay Packers. Can't come into the game. They lose Tyler Johnson to the Texans. They cut him. And now, now you're in this situation where all that stuff is kind of slowly leaving, and now you're getting what's left. Plus, I forgot to mention the whole defense or the whole offensive line that's now injured. Uh, Jensen gets injured in the offseason right before the season begins. Uh, I think it's Alex Kappa that retired right before the season began. And then they also got to the to the, to the the uh, Bengals as well. So the, everything is just kind of decimated form right now. Uh, but if right now, if they're able to, you know, come into this next game strong and end up winning that game, that would be a huge positive form. Uh, and I think they really can. I, I think because they're sitting where they're sitting and they're still the top of their division against the Falcons, and they aren't sitting in a division that's going to be extremely dangerous or anything like that. And then next week, they think they have the Thursday. Yeah, they play the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday Night Football, and I think it's going to be a good test to see where they're at. If they can pick off a couple of wins, play well. But I also think it also has to do with the fact that, like I mentioned with the Denver Broncos, they don't have that clear-cut tight end one anymore. It used to be Rob Gronkowski. He's retired. He's gone. Tom Brady doesn't have that reliable number one uh, tight end anymore. So now they're in that kind of the situation. So the Bucks, yeah, it's an interesting situation, but I still think with Tom Brady, they could turn around any season. I think, uh, I think, yeah, the, the season still got quite a bit to it. And uh, I really expected this week was going to be the week <laughs> that they would start to create a new foundation. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, and I am not quite sure who they go to next week or who comes it's to the them. Ravens on Thursday night football. Ouch. Yeah. It's not going to get easier. No, that's not, that's not, a, that's not, that's not what I wanted. And to then hear. they go to Germany and play Seattle. Oh, that's right. Oh goodness. And then a week 11 to get easier week 11. That's the question. looks like they, they have a bye week this week. looks like then they hit their bye. Week 11. So they play okay. the Ravens. They play the Seattle Seahawks. They might need that in order to uh, heal. That's week 11. <laughs> and then they go and Emotional play the Browns. Emotional scarring. Then they go play no, the No, this is it. This so. is it. I've got a lot of confidence that this is the week that they're going to get it dialed in. They're going to figure out, oh, they're going to see something. They're going to know what the problem is. They're going to come together the, as a unit under the leadership of one uh, Tom Brady. And uh, and and this is, where the, this is where it starts. And, hey, you know what? You're right. you got to... If you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's play the Ravens. Let's uh, let's play. Uh, let's play Seattle. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. See what happens. If you can yeah. win, pull together a couple of those wins, the confidence will build. Yeah. Slides always destroy teams' confidence, and then you look up a couple of weeks later, they win a few games, and all of a sudden they're on a tear. So that's yeah. just how it works. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, Aaron Rodgers up there in Green Bay, he seems to also be struggling, huh? I haven't watched any of these games. You watched any of these games? Yes, I did. Okay. So what's going on with Aaron? Uh <laughs> it's just it's not this team Is it like the same kind of like is when you watch the Green Bay game, does it feel like you're watching the Tampa game? Is it the same kind of stuff? 
I think Tom. Br- I think w- um, Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams has hosed his career. I think he's done it this season. I don't think because he's, he's got no one to throw to. He's got no one to throw to. Uh, he had like I think he was like seven of eleven or something like that for like hundred yards, grief. something like that. No touchdowns. Yeah. The defense kind of kept it in that game. I think with Tampa, it's you know, they can fix it. They've got the pieces to do so. With the Green Bay Packers, they're just holding off the inevitable rebuild. And they're trying to build around these pieces that need time to grow. They've got a rookie in Romeo Dobbs. they got a rookie in, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. they got another rookie. And then you got Lazar. you got Tunyon. Um, and that pretty much is where the list ends as far as wide receivers are concerned. you got Aaron Jones. you got A.J. Dillon as your running backs. And then you got Aaron Rodgers. But... They never could seem to find any footing at all. They were just they were just getting absolutely hammered the entire game. A lot of short passes that had were terribly blocked. Or Aaron uh, Aaron Jones could do exactly zero on any of those runs. He was just getting stopped in backfield. Wow. Uh, defensively, they had a good decent start. Then they got mowed over. Uh, and you saw it with the Giants. The Giants beat them in London, uh, and then the Jets beat them, dominated, sacked them, got it to them, destroyed their offensive line. Then the Washington Commanders go ahead and do it again. So that's three straight weeks that your offense line can't hold anyone, your defense can't hold anyone, and Aaron Rodgers is just looking like he'd rather go home. So I think at this point he should have retired when, or at least tried to go somewhere else with Devontae Adams before Devontae Adams goes somewhere else. Like he should not have stayed with this Green Bay Packers team because the Green Bay Packers are not in a situation where they're Super Bowl contenders. They are coming in at 10.5 underdogs against the Buffalo Bills, who the Buffalo Bills should make short work of this Green Bay Packers team because they're a thousand times better than any of these other teams that they've been playing, and the, they can't even find a way to win these games. And Aaron Rodgers, I think Lazard is, is his favorite target right now, but that's not really going anywhere. They're not really seeing the deep ball that you come to expect with Aaron Rodgers, that effortless deep ball that always found somehow found Devontae Adams, no matter how much of a blanket is on him. You're not seeing that as much. You're showing these short little passes, trying to get stuff going, not really getting much going. And defensively, the defense players are actually doing a way better job of guarding the Packers players and not giving them any room to catch the ball, which is then causing Aaron Rodgers to not be able to do what he needs to do. Plus the pressure has been extreme. So I don't think this Aaron, this Green Bay Packers team makes it to the playoffs again this season. I think they are kind of at the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. And as soon as Aaron Rodgers retires, you know this team is going straight to a rebuild. I think they're kind of on that front end, that leading edge of that rebuild. The problem will lie in, in, you know, how long will that rebuild take to, you know, happen? I think they've got good pieces that they'll try to keep around. But as soon as Aaron Rodgers leaves, how many of those pieces will stick around? That's the question. But, you know, Romeo Dobbs has a lot of promise and I think can do really, really well. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers had more time and and if the defense wasn't just kind of draping all over him. And I think, you know, when defense play really well and, and there's very little room for completions, and that happens consistently, you start to wonder if that's just the defense or if that's the offense of the Green Bay Packers just not being on the same page or not or just lacking the physicality to overwhelm the defensive players. And that's kind of what it felt like to me when they were playing against the Commanders because Commanders are not a good football team. They're not like they're one of the three, four and five or four and three teams or something like that. They're like two and five or two and four, uh, right? They win this game and now they're tied with the Green Bay Packers as far as record is concerned. And it just kind of feels like the Green Bay Packers are on that way, on the way down. 
But if you had to pick two teams, if you had to pick between the Green Bay Packers and, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I've seen both those teams play, and I know what both these teams can do, the Green Bay Packers took a huge loss when they lost Devontae Adams because no one else could ever become as productive or get as many of the completions as Devontae Adams did. That handicapped them because none of the guys that they have around now ever got any touches, and they had to rebuild it from scratch from the defense or from the um, wide receivers are concerned. With Tampa Bay, you know that they can share the wealth as much as possible. They know these guys. They know the defensive. They didn't lose that many pieces. They lost a few. The offense line is the thing that they really need to rebuild, and Tom Brady will get that to work, and and, and, and trust will be built. And in late November, early November, I think mid-November, Jensen will be back. So they'll get their center back, and that could you know open up a key to play way better. But if I had to pick one right now, I'd say Tampa is going to the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is going home and probably retiring after that point because I just think they don't have chemistry they don't have the proper players, and for those players to be forced into a situation where you're expecting them to play like Devontae Adams after a few weeks of playing with each other is kind of ridiculous at this point. Everyone's just kind of being forced together and trying to hope that that turns into something, and now Aaron Rodgers picking his clear-cut favor again, which is Lazar and Tunyon, and that's never going to work with these other guys, and when those guys are your main targets, you never want that one particular guy to be that one main target, and so then you get into a situation where the Packers are in right now, and the Packers are now 3-4, and four, which is a terrible record for... Fran Rodgers in the first time ever in his career being 10.5 underdogs to the Buffalo Bills who should make short work. So they should be three and five by the end of this, uh, end of this. Ouch. By next Monday. Ouch. Hopefully Tampa's not. Wait, Tampa Tampa has a much better chance. Tampa can't be. Can they? What? Can they be three and five? Uh, what do we say the record was? Uh, let me see. They're three and four. They're three and four. So yes, they could be three and five. I guess they could be. Hopefully not. They just need to turn around. All right. Very good. So, um, we got to get out of here because there's a game on, uh, which is the Bears versus the New England Patriots. Which I think has a huge storyline. Just real quick before you check out here. Yes. Matt Jones, if he doesn't play well, could yeah. very well be replaced by uh, Zappy by the end of this week. Because of the because of his play while because he was out? Yeah, because Zappy's playing way better, and we talked about this. So Mac has to come back and be killer? I think it's very similar to a Drew Bledsoe-Tom Brady situation, which without the devastating injury that Drew Bledsoe sustained, where Belichick cares way more about uh, consistency and what's in front of him right that very second as opposed to loyalty. So Mac Jones needs to play well, and if he does not, he does not pull for win. I expect some controversy to be growing. Okay. All right, well, let's go see what happens. Hopefully he has a good game. Very good. All right, listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you.